Hi, welcome to my first podcast episode of Tales of the Narc's Wife. I'm your host, the Narc's Wife. In this podcast, I'll share some of my true tales from a 26-year relationship, about 21 of those married to what I believe to be a covert narcissist. We have two children together. Our daughter's 25 and our son is 13. And we also own uh, our partners in a business. We have together a restaurant uh, and bar. At this time, uh, we're separated. I told my narcissist at the end of June or the beginning of or I'm sorry, at the end of May or beginning of June last year in 2022 that I wanted a divorce. And then he finally moved out in November of 2022. So we are separated right now. And I'm trying to, we're trying to sell our business and move forward with the divorce. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, And so real quickly before I go on, uh, I would imagine that uh, quite a few of you know what covert narcissist, the definition of it is if you don't, real quickly, this is what Cleveland Clinic has to say about a covert narcissistic personality disorder, that's kind of the definition of it. So here it is. Covert narcissism, also known as vulnerable narcissism, is the more introverted side of NPD. A covert narcissist experiences the same insecurities as an overt narcissist, but internalizes their self-importance. Often while hyper-focusing on their need for attention. While they share similar traits with one another, the difference between overt and covert is all in how a person shows up and how they express those traits. Overt narcissists walk into a room and you immediately feel the narcissistic traits. They're loud, they're aggressive, they're very big in their presentation. A covert narcissist though, are people who fly under the radar. Even if you've been in a relationship with someone for years, Their covert narcissism may be so subtle that you're not even aware of it for a very long time. That's what makes covert narcissism a little more dangerous and a little more difficult to manage. Take the way we respond to anger, for example, where the overt narcissist might be very expressive with their rage in an outward, obvious, aggressive way. A covert narcissist may direct their anger, anger inward by becoming self-deprecating, or by participating in passive-aggressive behavior. In some cases, a covert narcissist may be better at revenge because they keep their true feelings hidden by suppressing them. If you don't know a covert narcissist has a problem, you may not know how to manage or maintain the relationship with that person. And for the covert narcissist, it's even more difficult to be aware of anything negative happening. Uh... Dr. Elbers in this article says that covert narcissists really do not feel like they're doing anything wrong. They often feel like they are misunderstood by other people. Right. Well, with that being said, I will now tell you the tale of how we met. I was 25, 26, I think 26 when I first met my my narc. I had recently uh, transferred to this university in this uh, tiny little town. And I had gotten a job as a waitress in a little restaurant there. And of course, you know, everybody that, uh, pretty much everyone that worked there was local town. They were my age. We're all in our 20s. I kind of met them and became friends with them. And you know, then it was, I was invited to parties and let's go to this bar and let's go whatever. We just started hanging out, becoming friends. Uh, 
we had this uh, little dive bar. There was just this tiny little dive. It was a dive bar, but I loved it in town. And they would have a happy hour every Friday, and it would be packed. And it was so much fun. And we had, and uh, it was one of those nights that I happened to be at this little dive bar for happy hour. And I was already talking to someone that I knew and had met already. And we were hanging out chatting. And beside him is one of his very good friends who I had never met yet. And, you know, of course, we introduced and we were all talking and just having a good time and joking around and whatever. So at some point in time during the night, I don't know how it happened, but, you know, I... I'm like, hey, I could kick you. I could kick you right in the face and just miss your nose by like an inch. You know, I can, I have that much control over my, and uh, so of course we're like, go ahead, go for it. And I did it and I was, had enough to drink that I just kicked him right in the face. And I can remember the narcissist, his friend, you know, the narc friend laughing his ass off. He just thought that was hysterical. And in fact, later on, which at the, you know, I always thought was such a funny, you know, I just thought it was a funny, sweet story. My narc would often tell people that I knew I loved her the first night I met her when she kicked my best friend right in the face, you know. It was kind of the running joke with us. But anyways, so that's the first night I meet him. I don't think anything of him. I don't look at him and I'm not physically. He was just fine. He was nice. We were hanging out. No big deal. At this time, I had what I will refer to as the Italian boyfriend, and uh, he lived about a half an hour away from the university. So he would be back and forth, the Italian boyfriend. You know, he would be home, and then when he had off or whatever, he'd come up and he would stay at my apartment. I had my own apartment. And eventually, all of us had just become friends, just from going to the bars or going to whatever and hanging out. Uh, These people that I met... Uh, met my Italian boyfriend, and we all hung it. So everybody was friends. Okay. And uh, it just started getting to where, like on a Saturday afternoon, uh, back then they were Sega Genesis. Uh, they'd all come over, a bunch of them would come over in the afternoon, on a Saturday afternoon, and they would we'd play video games, and they'd smoke pot and hang out, you know. And my narcissist... Uh, was one of them that would come over. And so he was over and we'd sit on, I remember the one day we were sitting on, of course I had a futon, the college, you know, futon. And there's like four of us squished on it and a couple, there's like six or seven of us there and we're playing this golf game. And me and the narc are terrible at it. We are ter- we're like 70 something over par, just really bad at it. And <clears throat> we are making jokes left and right, like we're busting on each other about how horrible horrible we are at this game and that's kind of when I started like really kind of liking him you know not liking him in that way just finding him more cool to hang out with you know he was different I thought than definitely what I had been dating and at this particular point in time I was so tired of what I had been dating Uh, my Italian boyfriend and I We're together on and off for several years. I don't even know. Three, I'm going to say three. I don't know. It doesn't matter. And he was very jealous. Uh, We could get in physical altercations. It was just that kind of ridiculous relationship. 
And as I'm hanging out with the narcissist at the time, I just found him to be a breath of fresh air. He was, he was different. He was six foot tall, very lanky, very skinny, tall and skinny. He was already losing his hair at 26 years old. He did have beautiful, he does have, I shouldn't say did, he does have beautiful blue eyes. And he was not a snazzy dresser at all. Sometimes I would just look at what he was wearing and I think, what the hell is he doing? That's terrible. But it didn't matter to me because I was becoming more taken with his personality. You know, I just liked, I just liked that. He had like a dry sense of humor. He seemed humble. He seemed kind. He could take a joke. You know, you could give him, tease him and, you know, his friends and, you know, whatever. And he could take it. He was fine. Um, He would try and make jokes sometimes and be sarcastic back. And they were terrible. You know, they just weren't good. And I just thought, oh, he's just trying to impress me. You know, he's trying really hard to impress me. So I thought that was kind of sweet and cute, even though they were terrible. And he got made fun of them, you know, made fun of for even saying, like, what are you talking? You know, they would just, because it would just be something. It was just dumb, dumb jokes, you know. But I thought, oh, he's trying. You know, he's trying to make, you know, whatever. Humble, cute. Uh, all, not all, many of the friends in his circle, close circle, that we all ran around with and hung out and partied with were very, what do I want to say? Players. They, complete players. They were attractive. Don't get me wrong. Every girl in town eventually, to me, it was like, did anyone not sleep with these people? Like, what is going on? Just players, players, fun to hang out with, a good time. Uh, But, you know, I always heard them talking about whoever they were trying to get, you know, and and their the the escapades of their night before and and who they slept with and who they played and just whatever. And the narcissist never, I never, ever heard anything like that from him. I never heard him disrespect a woman. I never saw him trying to hit up on other women. You know, if I saw him chatting, it was with one of his uh, guy friends, girlfriends, and they were all just hanging out and shooting the shit and laughing and joking, or we all played darts together. We played pool. Nothing. I mean, literally nothing. I just thought that was amazing. I'm like, oh my gosh, a guy that is so respectful. You know, so respectful of women. He doesn't talk trash. He's not trying to play them. He's just this humble, really genuinely nice guy. And the more that I hung around him, the more I liked that about him. You know, the more I liked that. And I found it appealing. I just found it appealing. I was so tired of dealing with what I had been dealing with. And I wanted... I so wanted something different. And I thought this was a different guy. So uh, one night, my Italian boyfriend was not around. He must have been back in the other town. And I was out. And the bar that we went to a lot, one of them that we went to a lot, closed up. We started closed up and walking home. And so the narc guy, my narc, uh, walked with me because his place was a few blocks up the road past my apartment. So we're going the same way. We're walking together. 
I don't know how it all happens, but we were just screwing around. Like we were teasing each other and laughing. We were drunk and we were just having a great time, really, just having a blast. And it started pouring. And so we went in, there was like this little tree growing between these two buildings, brick buildings. So there was probably maybe a little space between these brick buildings, about four foot, and there was a tree or a a large bush, whatever, growing in the middle of all that. And so we ran into this little, I don't know if you want to call it an alley, whatever. We went into this little alley and we stood under this tree and it was just pouring and it, it, you know, kept us from getting completely soaked. Sorry. And we're still, he's, he's leaned up against this tree and I'm standing in front of him and we're like huddling under it. We're facing each other and we're, we're, we're huddled underneath this tree and we're still laughing and joking and we're trying not to get soaked. And, uh, I'm looking up at him and we're laughing and he, he kisses me and, uh, that's where it went. And then we just started kissing just, you know, for, I don't even know how long we were there. I don't know how long we were there. I just know that I remember it fondly. Um, and to this very day, I, it's one of my favorite memories of that. I'll never forget that. For me, that night was just, it was romantic and it was beautiful. And the water, you know, it was a warm summer night. And the water's slowly dripping through and we have it, you know, running down our face and dripping and we're getting soaking wet and we're leaned against this tree in this brick building and we're just kissing and kissing and it was beautiful and I, I thought it was so great mostly because he did everything right in that moment, you know, he didn't get overly aggressive. He didn't start freaking pulling at me and trying to touch me inappropriately or get under my, nothing, nothing for me as a female. It was just beautiful kissing. And I would look up at him and he just would have this, he would just be smiling at me and looking at me. And I don't know. I don't want to go on, but it was, it was, couldn't have been more perfect and beautiful for me. And eventually we're like, okay, we got to go start laughing, you know, whatever. Rain slows down and we head home and he walks me to my apartment up to the door. I lived on the second floor and I get a kiss goodnight and he asks if he can see me tomorrow. And so we arrange whatever. Yep. Okay. Come over in the afternoon sometime, whatever. And of course he did. And the next day that he come over, of course, we're making out more. And now it's a little bit more touchy-feely, but still not, again, nothing. Um, but I loved it because initially I thought, oh, this guy, he's so sweet and he's so laid back. But I don't know how he would be. Like, I was curious what it would be like to be with him. Like, I didn't think he would be very forward or aggressive as sex because he seemed so laid back. So sexually speaking, I thought he's probably going to have, I'm going to have to be more of the aggressive one. So for me, that was even a pleasant surprise because it wasn't the case. So while he was like this 
seemed like this really humble, sweet, kind. He also was just enough of forward and aggressive and whatever that I was intrigued. I'm like, okay, this could work. This could work. I like it. He's not shy, but he's not being oh too much. You know, he's he's was doing it perfect, Lisbeth. Uh, and now, you know, now that I look back on it and I know what I know, I just think, damn, Faith, he was mirror mirroring. Uh, I me even then, and I didn't realize it. I I feel like now I look back and I go, it was so perfect for you, and it was wonderful you to you because he was very actively paying attention, watching, taking my cues, very, very honed in to what I was receptive to and what I was doing and following my lead, just mirroring my behavior and only doing and only going and being as aggressive or as forward as I was kind of doing and being so super good at not going too far. Like he could just read me. He read, he was reading very well into the situation and very controlled in a very controlled kind of way, being very careful to not go too far. This is okay. What is she doing here? She likes that. She's not going further here. Don't do that. Let's just boom. Very in what I didn't recognize, almost in a very predatory uh, way. Like it was like, I'm his prey. He is stalking his prey. And he is an avid hunter, by the way, loves to hunt. Huge. Loves one of his favorite pets. Uh, and so it was like he's watching the behaviors and the reactions and what's working with his prey. And he's playing his cards just right. It was he, fantastic. And so now I look back and I just think, well, my God, no wonder it was such a beautiful memory or such a wonderful thing to me because he mirrored me. And what I would like and what I would love and what I what I was into it mirrored it perfect. And so I loved it. <laughs> so anyways, uh, fast forward. Now there's this little thing going on with my narcissist. And I still have my Italian boyfriend. Uh, so fast forward, there, uh, my Italian boyfriend's in town. He's staying at my place. We are once again all hanging out in this bar. Uh that we liked very much, you know, on a Friday, Saturday night, whatever it was. I don't know. And um, my Italian boyfriend pulls one of his stunts. So this guy walks in that they all knew. My Italian boyfriend didn't know him. He says hi to me. I said, hey, what's up? How's it going? You know, not bad yourself. Keeps going. That's all it took. And my Italian boyfriend didn't like it. Didn't care for it one bit. Didn't. Who's that? How the fuck do you know him? What do you do? You know, and it's and so it begins, right? Nothing I'm not wasn't used to, but incredibly tired of. Uh, and so I tell him who it is. And I'm like, just relax. They know him. You know, I trying to, but it's not going to work. You know, it's just not. And so he's angry and he says, I'm he just says, I'm fucking leaving. And you wait till you get back to the apartment. We'll deal with this shit then. And he walks out the door and my narc who is a part of our whole group hanging out overhears part of the conversation and so he comes over to me he said what's that all about what's going on and I said oh I said I don't even want to go home I said I told him the situation I said so when I get back to the apartment tonight 
it's going to be a knockdown drag out. It's going to be a bunch of shit. I don't know. I'm going to have a bunch of shit to deal with. It's going to be a fight. And so, so he says to me, look, just stay here. I'll be right back. Just stay here. And of course, I'm like, what are you doing? Where are you going? He said, I'm going to go deal with him. You stay here. Okay. So he leaves. He eventually comes back to the bar. Of course, I'm like, what? What the hell happened? What's going on? Um, So according to my narcissist, the story goes that he went to my apartment, knocked on the door. The Italian boyfriend answers, you know, um, and he says, what do you want? And my narc says, I don't like how you've been treating me. And, you know, the Italian boyfriend says, well, if you think she's so great, you could take her. And according to the narc, he said, fine, I will. And a little bit of a fist fight ensues. And there you have it. So they have a physical altercation. Uh, The narc wound up hitting (laughs) the Italian boyfriend and punched him. And when he fell down, hit the floor, uh, it snapped his ankle, broke his ankle. And then... According to the narc, he said, I offered to take him. He said, I offered to take him to the hospital. But he didn't want to go. He was pissed. So he's there. And I don't know what he's doing. You know, but that's where he's at. And that's what happened. And you're not going back to your apartment tonight. You're coming home with me. And I, of course, am like, that's fine. Because, Lord, I don't want to go back to that. You know, it's going to be. A- so, and there you have it. Uh, and... Basically, what happened is I officially break up with the Italian boyfriend. I make him, you know, get all your all of your shit out of my apartment. You got to go. You just got to go. It's time to go. Get going. And he does. And I live probably for about another month or so. I have my apartment. Um, but I couldn't afford to keep up with all the, couldn't afford the rent. I don't know what happened. I, I, I think I was, I don't think actually I was fired. That's a whole nother story. I was fired from my job waitressing and couldn't afford my rent the next month coming up. Uh, and so my narcissist was my hero and very lovely and graciously said, just move in with me, move into my apartment. And so I did. So now I have moved in with the narcissist and we are now a couple and going out and um, it was no more than six months into our relationship, about six months into our relationship. Uh, We had been just, he worked out of town all week long uh, and he was only home, only back to the apartment on the weekends. And so when he was home, we We just partied like idiots, you know, we had parties, went to parties, went to the bars. We just had a good time. And so we did. We just went out and had a blast every weekend he was home. And about six months after knowing him, I get pregnant, pregnant. And so it begins, you know, and that is the point at which my relationship with this narcissist turns from being what I think is just a really kind, sweet, having a good time. Literally, ladies, I thought I hit pay dirt. I just thought 
I had the most wonderful, kind guy. I mean, I move into his apartment and, you know, you need a coffee. Can I get you? Are you cold? You need a blanket. I got sick one time. I was so sick. And this horrible sinus infection would not go away and it would not go away. It was over two weeks. Uh, I was just taking all kinds of over-the-counter stuff to the point where I probably should have shut down my my liver or, or my kidneys or whatever. Like things should have just went south and I overdosed. It was so bad. And I could not get this horrendous headache to go away. And he took me to the emergency room one night to get checked. And I had no health insurance. I had nothing. And I can remember them going over the information. I'm like, look, I don't have any health insurance. You'll have to bill me. And my narcissist said to them, just send it to me. I'll take care of it. I'll take care of it. You know, like, I can't begin to explain to you how just lovely and and sweet and kind and how he just left me in his apartment. My place is your place. You know, make yourself everything. And then I get pregnant. That, <laughs> that is when things start to unravel. Now, so the real fun begins. And it just starts from there. Uh, and now I also know that what I went through was referred to as the love bombing stage. You know, I got notes, got letters, cards from him. Flat. It, well, I was love bombed. I was love bombed. He sucked me right in, right in. I could not have loved or adored a, another person at the time more. I adored him. I just loved him. And there we go. So I will leave it at that. That's my first episode and just kind of how we went and how easily I think it is to get sucked into a narcissist and not even realize that that's what happened because most of us have a different view of what narcissism is you know they're a player they're this no no they can also seem like the most humble non-player not disrespectful to women thoughtful kind tall lanky losing their hair dry sense of humor easygoing on the dl kind of guy and so thank you uh for anyone that's tuned into my first episode uh on the next one we'll start getting into the other many stories that i have with the the narcissist and i so thank you everybody Uh, i hope everybody has a great day appreciate you bye-bye